All right. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today we're going to talk about two episodes. We're going to talk about Inauguration Part 1 and Part 2. Woohoo! And oh. we're going to talk for a minute about the long goodbye. Exactly 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, uh, the long goodbye is the episode right before inauguration, and you may be wondering, hey, how come they didn't do a full episode on the long goodbye, which only leads are me they, to believe... Are you wondering that? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, which leads me to believe you've <laughs> never actually seen the episode yourself. <laughs> I guess the real it, question I don't is, even... yeah, why, why is it not so good? Like, why is it so obviously not so good? I think the thing, really the thing is that... It comes at such a bad time. Like, the episode itself is fine. It It is very distinctly not West Wing-ish, obviously. And it feels super out of place. But, like, it comes in the middle of this, you know, like, we have the inauguration coming up, obviously. We have, we have a lot going on, like, in the White House. We have the Sharif storyline. It felt like such a random time to slow things down and go spend time in uh, wherever we were. Dayton, Ohio. Right, you know? Cause it was this, very. It's very strange. This is the episode that's only with CJ, pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, eighty-five, ninety percent, right? Yeah, which I mean, and it's it's not her. Like we we love CJ, no. but like no, 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 no. When Let's, else do we yeah. do that with anybody else? She gets a lot that's, of. I made a note about that. I don't think we ever do that. And she gets the special. Um, what's it? Access. There's like one where it's a fake documentary yeah. and it's like yeah. it's centered Access. on her yeah yeah so she gets That's all a these weird one too yeah she gets all these extra episodes which i love alice and janney but yeah it definitely interrupts the flow i don't know if it was like i don't know what the point right. of that was like to be totally clear here the the few things i can say about the episode is that one it's incredibly sad it's just sad especially if you've had if you have had anyone in your family affected by alzheimer's or just know anyone in general like it's just it is sad it's very real it's very well written it's very watching her dad who she loves a lot and who she admires lose his mind it's sad it's it's not fun to watch the second thing is that it is acted beautifully Mm. everyone gives great performances like allison janney her dad everybody is wonderful in it the third thing is that it's super fun to watch toby give the press briefings yes and that's about it. Like, those are my notes. <laughs> there are some good lines. Dayton, Ohio is actually Alice and Janie's real hometown. Oh, fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great for Alice and Janie to, you know, flex her acting chops. Not that she needed to, but there's just not much else to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone doesn't hate us for skipping it, but I, I don't feel like, we could not have filled more than five minutes with yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. It was going to be a long goodbye to entertainment because <laughs> I don't know yes. what we were going to say about it. Uh, so in that, uh, on that note, we are going to talk about Inauguration Part 1 yes. which I could not love anymore. Couldn't. Nope, which alternately, I had half a page on the long goodbye, watched it all the way through, half a page, which I have not ever rewatched it. I do skip it. Oh, I skip it. I think I don't know if I've ever I watched it the first time and that was it. Yeah. So, I had half a page on that, and I had seven pages on Inauguration 1 and 2. So, buckle up. So You're, we're buckle in it for the long haul. <laughs> we're going Gilmore Guys style on this one. Not really. It's going to be great. Uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's sing for sure. Oh, yeah. Whew. Like you forgot, okay. Sally. I did. I forgot. It's okay. I don't feel like the long goodbye deserves the. I don't know. Okay. I feel upbeat when I do the singing, and I I I didn't want to for the long goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Woo! Da 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 da. Yes, it is West Wing time. It is. Oh man, there's so much to do. You ever have you ever thought about making that your alarm clock sound? No, because I don't want to associate my alarm clock with something that I like. You know, like it would ruin it. 
Oh, I just feel I like you make it make it like a text tone or something. I had it for a text tone for a while, as we remember. But uh, I feel like it might help you, like, feel just triumphant in the morning. Like, ah, I can take this on. Mm-hmm. No? No. Okay. It would just make me hate it. Okay. We don't want that. I just know myself too well. No, <laughs> we don't. Okay, so. Let's get started, because I have to say all the things. Okay, say it all. I feel like. Well, we don't even really need to say that much in the TikTok because we're going to talk all about it. Basically, it's the inauguration. And Charlie's looking for a Bible for Bartlett to use for the inauguration. And Uh there's a civil... uh, There's a genocide in Kundu. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Civil war genocide, yeah. Um, Will becomes an official member of the White House staff. Danny yeah, knows more about the Sharif storyline. Yeah, he so does. CJ and Danny have some stuff going on. Yeah, they do. Donna gets... Donna, this is like rapid fire. Donna gets in trouble <laughs> because she takes the fall for her boyfriend, Jack. Bad boyfriend. <laughs> and then they all end up in the street throwing snowballs and it's the best thing ever. And the end. <sighs> yes. All right. That's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think it's yeah, I mean that's we're going to talk obviously a lot more about all the things, but that that's a good quick summary. Okay. I don't even know where to begin. Pick pick your pick pick anything, really. First of all, I want to say that these episodes are 12 out of 10 stars for me. I yes. love them. They're great. Uh I just I don't even they're they're I, Normally, like, I'm being super nitpicky, and I have tons of notes about, like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I really don't in this episode. I just love everything about it. So, it's going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, how do you have six pages of notes? Are they all just, like, this is so amazing? Because I don't really know. I mean. I just wrote down all the amazing things. <laughs> I just wrote down everything I liked, which is All right, I let's do. talk about all the things you liked. Okay, I guess we should, we could start with the, oh, we didn't really mention this, but in the inauguration speech, President Bartlett decides to totally change foreign their foreign policy. foreign policy. Yes. Yeah. So. Minor details. We can start with this, because it's fun. Yeah, well, and we open the episode, we open the episode on inauguration day, and they're sort of just flying through things, and you can almost immediately tell, like I even remember the first time I watched it. Since once you've been around the West Wing a little bit, you can tell when they're going to go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> in an episode. <laughs> when they're going to, like, they start you in the middle and then they jump you back. They're in media rest. So, we start on Inauguration Day and we jump back. We find out immediately on Inauguration Day that something is leaked. The speech is leaked. People aren't happy about it. Uh, the president's proposing a major foreign policy shift, blah, blah, blah. And then we go back. To figure out what happened very mm. slowly. Yeah. Uh, I liked going back in time. I liked, you know, explaining everything. We, we know where everything's going, but I liked finding out the leading up to it. hmm And I thought this was... Well, and th- this and the Kundu thing go hand in hand. And I thought... I thought everything about it was really well done. I love that there's a part one and part two because I think it really allowed all of these storylines to have like a slow burn mm-hmm. enough that we like got invested in them. I liked because the conclusion that they come to changing foreign policy and, and interceding in, in these events and putting military on the ground, it, we had enough time to sort of like see how their minds got there and see how the decision was made. And I really liked that. Yeah. I loved so. I loved Will's involvement in it. This is a great yeah. great episode for Will's character. Yes, because yeah. honestly, it, it, it I love seeing the interplay between Will and Toby. Uh, because obviously Toby just yeah. wants him to make the language better, and Will has nothing to lose. He's still a, not supposedly not getting paid, and a contract. He's like an intern, basically. So he has nothing to lose. Yeah. So if he feels like he has any uh, pull with the president, maybe not pull, but he has an audience with the president, at least, that he's going to mm-hmm. say something. So, right. and then when uh, President Bartlett shows up and says, like, why? And he's already grappling with it, right? It's not like, right. it's not like Will was just pushing an agenda that was all his, because no. we wouldn't have liked that. But you know that Bartlett already... <laughs> wants to do something you know he was at that like Mm -hmm. prayer breakfast or whatever 
and his the wheels are already turning for him because the guy yes. says like if if this had happened in a small European country, would your intelligence briefing have been quite so fuzzy this morning yeah. or whatever? And it's yeah. just, uh, it's such a good question too. Like this is a, a good example of I I think of looking at different sides of the story, especially toward the yeah. end of episode the second episode, where CJ and Toby and they're all sitting around the table, kind of you know, playing devil's advocate of why to get involved or why not to. Yeah, I really enjoyed that moment. I really loved, um, I really loved how it, first of all, I loved how it even came on Will's plate. Well, and I think President Bartlett, you were sort of saying this, I think he was sort of thinking the whole episode, like, can I do this? This is what I want to do, but can I do this? Yeah. And I think Will just gave him that extra push. Yeah. And what was fun was watching will come in and sort of having the like go get them attitude that that we saw our staff have originally you know in the whole like let Bartlett be Bartlett type situations they have they're supposed to have the crazy ideas and go for them like that's what they they are supposedly all about and so to see will like tossing this around and 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 even arguing about it with Toby which was a great moment too to watch that happen was kind of fun because Toby at first was the one like putting the reins on and being like, yeah, it'd be great, but we can't do it. We're not going to do it. Da, da, da. So it was fun to, it was fun to sort of see, to see Toby see that spark in will and be like, you know what? Yeah. By the end to come around and be like, all right, I'm on board. Let's do it. But it was funny how it even first came up when, <laughs> so will is helping with the inauguration speech, and he asked Charlie to collect everything the president has ever said. <laughs> everything he's ever said all out in his life. I love it. He has, like, boxes of things. Yeah. And, and, and Toby is coming in, watching him read all this stuff, and he's like, the idea isn't just going to walk in and put itself on top of the pile. And then <laughs> of course the assistant does. comes in and is like, here's this little thing. Do you want me to put it on top of the pile here? I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, I love that people still, in the beginning, the president says something to Will, like, I can't remember your name, but are you asking me out on a date? Yes! Will's rambling about stuff. That's great. Yeah, because Will's talking about that, like, special relationship between a speechwriter and a president, and I I love that whole exchange. (laughs) It's so nerdy and genuine. I I adore it. So great. Yeah. So, I just loved Will's entire story arc here. And, And the moment with he and President Bartlett, which, first of all, why are we just now finding out that he has this very important father. No, we knew that. We knew did that. We? Yeah, we did because I think even in the first episode, and even when he says he's going over to um, Europe after the the wild campaign, he's talking about the fact that he's staying at a castle because of a family connection, and we we knew that. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, oh, first of all, President Bartlett has the line, he refers to his dad as a modern major general, which is from Pirates of Penzance, uh, which is also in Hamilton, so fun little fact there. And, but the thing I, not that I don't get, but they make a huge deal about Will's response to the president. And it didn't seem that out of line to me. I mean, the president was in his office, he was already being sort of candid, like, it didn't seem like what Will said was that insane. And, but they end up like, oh, we'll talk to him. Don't worry about it. I'll find yeah. more permission. Well, you know? Well, the thing is, like, if if President Bartlett had not, like, proffered the idea to him, then it would have been out of line for him to ask, I think. Kind of. Right. But Agreed. but President Bartlett set him up for it. He asked it in right. the negative. He asked And him. he just did it, said the affirmative. So... Yeah. And he said later that he asked it rhetorically, but it just didn't come across that way to me when it was happening. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, but I did like that Toby, I think it was Toby later that tells Will the Dow plummets because of casual conversations with this man. And I thought that was a good nod to how stories have been written in the past of, for every character, that you have a casual conversation, it's a casual mention of something, and then it becomes major policy or it becomes yeah like something they campaign on you know oh so. I loved I loved when uh Will was talking to Toby and he was basically saying like yeah you you talk to him and it becomes a real thing you know if you said that right. everybody should go out and get liposuction you know you can't do right. it but 
you have that conversation and you're already 10 pounds lighter. I can't think of the way he said it. But basically, the fact that they all have this huge, incredible amount of influence. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I also loved, I loved that whole exchange because Will and Toby are really going at it. I think, I mean, they're like yelling and, and the, what they're yelling about doesn't really seem to warrant the yelling, but I liked that they were yelling because they're just yelling at each other about Will like having this idea of putting this thing in. It's not like Will's already done something. It's not, you know, it's just, they're arguing about this idea, but they're doing it so passionately. And I, I enjoyed that. So I just loved, I loved everything about Will's storyline in it. And I loved his reaction when he, first of all, I loved Toby and Leo's conversation about making him the deputy. Yes. I, I thought that was fun. So cute. Toby's like, yeah, I was thinking was the same so thing, cute. except the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except except for the part where he works from home and doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it was funny because right before the inauguration, I thought it was hilarious because um, Will is throwing up. Right? And Toby's yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's about time you threw up. <laughs> just, just a funny thing to say in general. And Will's like, no, this is the third time. And Toby's like, still. Like, leave it to Toby yeah. to be making fun of somebody when they're throwing up and saying that they should have thrown up sooner. Like, it was just, it was so funny. And then just to see that he doesn't actually hate him at all. Like, he really... No. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see Toby... Uh, get on board with somebody else and he's it's so great he i loved when toby threw his the pink ball at the window for the first time like that makes me feel like he's officially initiated you know yeah he's part of the team yeah definitely i think it's interesting to watch toby and will interact because there are some things that are so similar with he and will and he and sam and then there are some things that are really different like i feel like Will and Sam have the same sense of idealism. I think that they have sort of romanticized Washington. You know, Will, in a few times talking to Joss, has has championed the voters and been like, well, it's what the voters decided. He's very, like, he's very patriotic. He has faith in democracy. <laughs> yeah, he has faith in democracy, and I think he and Sam share that. But I think that he is a lot more willing to stand up to Toby. And that's not to say that Sam didn't ever stand up to Toby, but I think Sam... I think Sam respected Toby almost to a fault. And I think Will respects Toby too. But I think Sam, whatever Toby said went pretty much. Yeah. I think he he just really, because he really trusted Toby and he really believed in him. And whatever Toby believed is for the most part what Sam believed. And there are some exceptions. But, and I think Will, on the other hand, is 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 different in that regard. I think he's very much like, nope, this is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, while still having respect. So it's fun. I also liked Will's moment with the, um, he was talking with Bryce Lilly, the, yeah. what's his name, Secretary of Yeah, Bryce Lilly, he was the Assistant Secretary Assistant. of State. Yes, for public yeah. affairs. And this guy was just not having it at all. Did not like the fact that he was having to talk to Will. And I just like the way that Will held his ground. And even at, even during it, he was kind of being, like, sassy about it. Because the guy wants to find out, okay, are we changing the foreign policy for real or are you just talking about like verbiage or what and yeah. uh, he's like well i like to think i have a certain flair <laughs> i just thought that was so great. Yeah, dramatically yeah yeah are we changing it yeah, dramatically I thought that was great <laughs> yeah i thought that was great i thought that guy was a jerk i mean he was totally. just he couldn't believe he had to meet with a deputy he it was he was a jerk period and what i liked about this the contrast here was he like I said, he couldn't believe he had to meet with a deputy. He pretty much wasn't going to listen to anything Will said. He wanted to talk to Toby. And on the flip side of that, the president, who is actually the most important person in the world, pretty much is pushed off the ledge of making this huge policy decision because of what a deputy said. And I think that just reflects really well on the president because he's taking in – He, I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't feel like he's on a high horse. Like he listens to opinions of everyone. So – I think that's important, and I thought that was good. Yeah. But let's also talk about, um, since we talked about Will so much, let's talk about uh, Secretary of Defense, Hutchinson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He's got, ooh, he's got issues, man. 
I mean, yeah. so Leo orders this forced depletion report. I say that like I know what it is. I mean, I guess I understand what it is, but I don't understand yeah. why it's such a big deal. I guess because they knew that they they knew that Hutchinson wouldn't wouldn't want us to have that information. Why doesn't he want why doesn't he want what the president wants? I well <laughs> I, get, I assume he, my assumption is that he does not agree with the president's politics. For yeah. example, he would not want to put boots on the ground. He would not want to intervene. And so Leo makes a comment about, yeah, if we'd asked you, it would have taken three days and it would have been astronomically higher. So, like, we didn't ask you. Yeah. So he's got his panties in a wad because they basically went around him and asked somebody else. Jack Reese. And, whew, he is not happy about it man yeah he was not cool yeah the whole scene with he and leo in the situation room i mean it was really great for leo though it was a great scene for leo yeah there's so many moments in in both these episodes that are great on the leo front yeah i agree he the, at one point the secretary tells him to go to hell when he's leaving and Leo just says okay and that was, it was the best <laughs> delivery of okay I ever agree. I thought it was so funny uh, yeah I, I mean, thought that was really great and he because yeah I mean that's what's going on the the secretary says you know General Lee lost ten thousand at Gettysburg and that wasn't genocide he definitely doesn't want to get involved and when they're talking about uh, any kind of loss of life the guys like. That's acceptable to you in Kundu? And Leo's like, I don't know what you mean by in Kundu. Oh, wait, yeah, I do. And he's basically saying, we're going to waste, we're not going to waste anyone on this. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was a great scene, but it does set up and leads into the Jack Reese and Donna and Josh combo. <laughs> because Leo does, as great as that moment is for Leo, he does sort of throw Jack Reese under the bus. But Leo's like, yeah, it was my fault. But honestly, Jack. I was not a huge fan of you before, but then you go and talk to this guy, and you get our people in trouble. Like, I get it. It's crappy. It's crappy that he got reassigned. But you don't go, and you don't... I don't know. He was off the record. I agree. Or he thought he was off the record, but still. To an ex- Not to an extent. I pretty much agree. I-, I think he probably was worked up, and I think... It's easy for me to say that was sucky, but, like, again, this is another reason I don't work in politics, because my anger would totally get the better of me, too. So, it's sucky. It's it's not good all around. It, it definitely doesn't bode well for he and Donna. Like, as far as, from a professional standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I don't, hey, don't throw our guys under the bus. But then, having Donna take the rap for it and, like, all that, that makes me more upset from, like, a relational standpoint. <laughs> yeah, what, what upstanding yeah. guy is going to let his girlfriend... Take a huge fall for it, professionally. Like, that is not okay yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's really not. And so, we just need to talk about the whole Josh and Donna and Jack storyline. Uh, because, to to rewind, to go to the beginning of all of this, I just, I'm very, I love this episode, and it's wonderful, but I'm, I'm frustrated with it because, in my mind, there is no no reason whatsoever that Josh and Donna don't get together in this episode. It's been four seasons. (laughs) This is the perfect time to do it. I think, you know, you can talk about a slow burn, will they, won't they, you want to keep it going because that keeps it interesting. I just don't buy that. Like, we, I, I, if I had to pick any moment, this is when it should have happened. I because it's been building. Like, it's been building. It's been building in this this episode. It builds so much in this episode so right at the beginning Donna is talking about you know oh there's 13 buttons on the trousers and he's gonna lose Saber and Josh's face and he's totally jealous her like his reaction he's so jealous and he knows he's jealous he's real it's like his face is like okay I'm jealous wait I'm jealous yeah what's happening Uh uh-huh and, which also, Donna is talking to him about, she's saying, like, well, he showed me this fax. And I'm like, Donna, shut up. You are getting your boyfriend in trouble if you really yeah. like him. You're just trying to, like, brag to Josh. Yeah, Donna and Jack were being real dumb. And both, like, yeah. both of them. Yes. But then, so later, Josh is 
telling, asking Charlie, like, out of the blue, he's like, would it be weird if I just walked around with the military dress saber? <laughs> and then he, and he's, like, talking about this. He's clearly still thinking about it, and he knows he's still thinking about it. And I love that Charlie's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and so then it, all of that is not that much. But later, okay, for, wait, then second of all, sorry, there's so much in these episodes. Okay. <laughs> Then, when he finds out about the quote, yeah, it's not, Ugh. his reaction is anger, and he's mad at his, his assistant doing this. He's mad in that regard, but he is, he's more mad that she would do it for Jack Reese. Yeah. Like, he's more mad that she would, that's where his anger's coming yeah. from. Yeah. Like, she's fall, not, not even falling on the sword, because he doesn't know that yet, but he's like, she's making this quote because she's that upset about that guy? Like, it's so much more a romantic anger than it is a business anger. Oh, I just love... I love the scene with the snowballs. Like, it's the best. Yes. It's, and it's not... Oh, I was... Yeah, I was getting, I was getting there, because... The other thing is, then he finds out she fell on the sword, and he leaves the party. Not only does he leave the party, he takes everybody with him, throws snowballs at her window. Like, in any other show, this is the yeah, moment where he this realizes. Is, and he's already realized. Yeah. But in any other show, this is the moment where she says, like... Where they kiss or something. Yeah. Yes! Where she says, like... Where he says, that was stupid, and she's like, you're right, it was stupid, I broke up with him. And then they kiss. Right. That's what should have yeah. happened. It's been four and a half, it's been three and a half seasons. It's been four seasons. And and the episode was building up to it. Ugh. I'm frustrated. Or you look incredible or whatever. Yeah, it says you look amazing. Like, this is literally the slowest burn. Because, and, and, and I always thought it took too long, like every other time I've watched it. But now that we're analyzing it as much as we are, I think it sticks out more. But it's just like... It's just like it, it. It being such a slow burn makes me not as much of a fan of the relationship because I'm like, why can't y'all just get it together and like be grown ups? You know what I mean? Oh, so well. so frustrated. Yeah, and he has the line about you're gonna have to sit on somebody's lap, and then later he's like, "What did I tell you about talking to me without calling me wild thing?" Like this is yeah. Like, they're acting like they're together. Yeah, like those are lines as if they had kissed and now they're together. Yeah, there's no so, boss. I mean, I know they're. We always knew they're friends, but like. No, there's no way that's just, like, a boss thing. No. There's no more misconstruing that at all. Like, it was, it just, ugh, I can't. But I love that moment. Maybe people will, like, strongly disagree, but this episode really frustrated me. Because how do you go back to normal after that? I just don't get it. Yeah. I love that moment where Josh realizes that it wasn't actually her. When he reads the full quote from Danny. And realizes that, right. that she didn't actually do it. I, and I love when he explains that to her. His, just his tone of voice. Yeah. And just the way that he talks to her. Oh my gosh. Can't help it. And I loved, <laughs> I love when she is mad at him when he, when Jack gets transferred. And she's like, I take him at his word and you should too. And then she says, is there anything else you need? And he says, no. And she says, thank you, sir. And then she walks away. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. And then Josh looks at her like... Everything has just collapsed around him. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay, I digress. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. It's okay. <laughs> but I also love the snowball scene, not just for Josh and Donna. I love it because the other, I yeah. love it's like all the boys all together. And yes. Charlie, like just, you know, Charlie. they're on this like love errand, you know, trying to go get Donna from her yeah. window, like throwing rocks at a windowsill. Yep, that's what they're doing. And Charlie realizes he loves Zoe because he watches Josh realize yeah. that he loves Donna. So. And I'll, Charlie's not wearing a coat. I'm not bitter about it. He's not wearing a coat because he loves Zoe. And it's funny because um, I think it's Danny who says, like, oh, I don't think I've met Zoe but once, but, like, I think she's nice. And he's like, nah, she's not really, but I love her. You know, like, my love for her knows no bounds. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's Will. And she's well, like, I didn't meet her, but I bet she's nice. Not really, but my love for her knows no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. And I love, yeah, this whole scene is perfect. And Toby, like, yes. good cop, bad cop. I love, yeah, Josh is like, good cop, bad cop. I'm the good cop. All you guys are bad cops. Who are you? Who are you? And, and that's when uh, Charlie is like, I'm in love with Zoe. <laughs> and I must have her back. Yeah, it's just, 
And then when Josh is like, the buzzer's not working, and Toby says, did you try it? He says, no, I divined it. <laughs> yeah, like, the, it's just one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. And honestly, not it not is. just because of Josh and Donna, although that is very good, but just, like, the com- composition yeah. of the whole thing is just gold. It is. It's gold. It's perfect. It, And it's, you know, we've said it a million times before, and we'll say it a million times again, but balancing the comedy and balancing these scenes with the drama of things like foreign policy and the Abdul Sharif stuff with Danny, like all of that. It's just perfect. That's what makes both of these episodes so great. And that scene just is the cherry on top for me. It was beautiful. Totally. Well, we have some eventful things with not just Josh and Donna, but with CJ and Danny, kind of. Yeah. Eventful. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it was uh, predicated by the fact that, uh, CJ was talking to Carol and she said she mentions Danny and Danny's walking right behind them and CJ says you know I can have him if I wanted to which is like how mortifying if you actually said that although if you've already, if you've already been with the person like, yeah I mean it's not as big of a deal <laughs> yeah. you still don't want them to hear that but um yeah. So basically, he was like, uh, so how exactly can you have me? And then she totally, totally gets him. Like, she just, she reels him in and then just leaves him hanging, which I thought was such a good scene. I loved it. It was really great. It was a great scene. I, I loved, obviously, we all know I'm Team Danny. I... I loved everything about their storyline. I love that scene where she reels him in. I thought the talking about him was a little, was just like a teeny unreal, bit unrealistic. I could see her, I could see her having said that if she secretly knew he was behind her. Um, but like in general, she actually likes Danny. So it doesn't seem like the reaction she would have, but she's trying to avoid the Sharif thing. So maybe, but I, I loved later the scene where they are yelling at each other. I like when everybody's yelling at each other in this. <laughs> well, you're in luck because it happens. <laughs> I know. But when she gets the call that Danny screwed them over and oh. there's this quote in there, she goes back to the White House and he's waiting at the door, which I yes. love that. Because as soon as she, she walks in, he's like, CJ, it's not, it's not what it looks like. It's not what you think etc. And I thought that was great because it just shows, A, it shows how well he knows her. He he knows immediately how she's going to feel about it and he knows, like, he's already ready to be there and talk to her about it. And it shows how much he cares about what she thinks. And so I liked that all around. And then they're yelling at each other and it, she says, like, and you're okay. He, he says that the editor and the researcher put it in and she's like, you're okay with that? And he said, how do I sound? And then they're just yelling at each other. And it was, it was great. It was great acting on both of their parts. Because he knew that and, he was upset about it too. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah. it's a win for our paper. He's like, I'm upset because I never would have done that to you. Right, because he never would have done it to her. I mean, Maybe he never would have done it to the White House in general, but I think he's, in the same way that Josh was overly upset about Donna saying the quote, I think Danny was overly upset about it happening because of how it would affect him and CJ. Like, he would have been upset if there were any other press secretary. He would have been like, oh, that sucks. But doubly, it being CJ just makes it like, oh, that really sucks. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. it oh, it's just great. It I just think they're wonderful. I'm trying, I feel like I had a ton of other I mean, stuff about them. CJ has to deal with all the Kundu stuff, so we also should probably talk about that as well. I just always remember the when she's giving the press briefings and as, like, the, the body count is, like, going higher and higher, just the way that she, yeah. I don't know, just the way they unfold it, it's just really, the gravity of it really sinks it's in. It's great storytelling. Yeah. I liked, sorry, before we move away from the Danny stuff, I really love the scene where she's roping him in, you were talking about, but when she says, because at the end, you're sort of like, oh, it's just a plug, she's just playing with him, but at the beginning, she says, for three years, I've been thinking about what might have been, and I'm almost over it, yeah. I mean, I am right there, and you come back with your scruffy face, and your jokes, and your talent, and it was just, so, and then she starts just playing with him, but that line, that was real. I thought that was yeah. great, I thought Alice and Janie did so great with all of it. So what a great role for her. Yeah. Oh, and I I loved the drama. Speaking of good storytelling, and this ties in with the Sharif thing, but Danny comes to talk to her about 
he's talking about the thing that's like, oh, it's a little bit about Sharif. And he's trying to find out if the president had rescinded any executive orders. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so CJ's like, well, no, whatever, Bob, you know. And then at the end, so we sort of know something's going on, but we don't really. <laughs> but we have all that unfold. And then at the end, CJ's like, what are those executive orders as Danny's leaving? And he says, he says, they make it illegal to assassinate a foreign leader. And you're just like, dun, dun, dun. Uh, Yeah, like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great storytelling. Like, that was a great tiny scene where something unfolded. And it was, I thought it was really well done. I liked that a lot. And I feel, but I feel the same way about all of the Kundu storyline. I think it was, like, it's building simultaneously with President Bartlett trying to decide about what to do. And it was, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, it's tough to watch, but it was really good. Do you you ever get, like, phrases from the West Wing stuck in your head, like, just by the way a character says it? Because I always think of uh, CJ from this episode, when the way she says 5,000 or something, like, kind of sticks in my brain i think she just kind of i don't know five thousand like it sounds almost like she goes into an accent but she doesn't and it just it's one of those things that she's very sad every time she says a number which she should be obviously yes but i oh where to even this this storyline was tough when danny i liked when danny was in the press in the press briefing and he was asking her you know, what's going on? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? And CJ's like, the White House is monitoring the situation very carefully. And Danny's like, I can tell. Ooh, I know. I just thought, yeah. I just thought, I thought CJ did a great job with it. Like, we can see how sad she is and how, like, almost, I mean, definitely helpless. But you just get that sense of, like, <laughs> without saying it, you get the sense that, like, they don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> that that it's just like, well, this is happening. <laughs> This is all we can tell you, yeah. you know? Can you imagine, like, she gets a, a briefing that morning and all they tell her is, don't call it genocide. And so she has to, like, yeah. split hairs over what what are acts of genocide and all the all the while this yeah. terrible atrocity is happening. So I can't, yeah. I cannot it's... imagine being press secretary. It's such, no. such a hard job. And then in the press briefing, this was, this is probably, like, I think this has got to be as graphic as I think the West Wing has ever been, but, and not in the press briefing, in one of President Bartlett's security briefings, he finds out that they're trading family members, that they're, the neighbors are sleeping at each other's houses, and... I never really understood that the first time I watched it. Well, you don't understand it for the first few times. They say it, and whoever they're talking to just gets it, until it gets passed to Josh, and Josh passes it to Charlie, and then thankfully Charlie asks the question, like, what does that mean? And Josh says it's because they're making people in the same house rape each other. And that's, a, it was a very, and then the, then they pan to the television that Josh is watching with clips of, you know, of war. And, and it's very, I don't know. It would just, not that the West Wing isn't heavy, but it always is sort of like, I feel like issues, the tough ones are like talked around mm. <laughs> And it was just, it was a little, it was deep for the West Wing. I mean, the West Wing's always deep, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we talk about tragedy, but it feels a little further away, and that was very, well, because know, it was very graphic. I think because uh, other times when there are bad things happening, sometimes it's, there are politics attached to it, that this was more just a humanitarian, like, this is, these are people being slaughtered. It wasn't so much like, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, and I guess, I guess we had bad things described. Wow. That's on, that's the biggest understatement ever, but obviously CJ goes on about stuff in the women of Kumar about what's happening there. And so like, it isn't, it, I guess it's just the way they did that with people telling each other and like putting more weight on it. It just felt heavier. Yeah. So Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yes, indeed. Um, I feel like so we need to talk about President Bartlett as well in his yeah role and all of that. <laughs> we need to talk about how Laurel and Hardy made him okay. Make I'm sorry, not just Will. I'm sorry, but- but I do. I have never understood that part ever. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening on on the screen. Maybe I need new glasses. I don't totally understand what's happening, except that like they're he's putting the soldier they're putting the soldiers in motion. I never really thought 
much more about it except that something about it resonated with him. I don't know that we need to. I mean, maybe we do. Maybe I'm totally missing something. But I think just him watching, I I could be totally wrong, so I'm not going to speak to that because I don't know for sure. But in my limited understanding, I always just thought, oh, he's just watching them, like, go into battle and, like, it's time to go and that that is what put the nail in the coffin of his decision, so to speak. That's a bad choice of words, but <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, there were Oops. some lighter moments. I mean, obviously the Bible stuff with Charlie and, like, I like his interaction with Leo in the Oval. They're, they're toasting towards the end of the second episode and Bartlett's quoting Isaiah 58, I think, or 64. Yeah. It's, it's Isaiah something. And, it's Isaiah. Yeah, and yeah. Leo's like, what did I tell you about the Moses references? We're like, easy easy does it on the Moses references. He's like, it's Isaiah, you know? And, uh, and then they cheers, but because Leo's not drinking, he just starts talking about how like there's no taste of water and I just taste so bland. Yeah, yeah I just love like these little moments are just so colorful in their like how human they are and I just right I such agree a stellar episode and two I loved the scene the whole scene out where they're at the bar and I liked that Toby was telling Josh to leave Donna alone which he should have and but I just like, obviously I like anytime we see them outside of the West Wing. So to see them sort of go and relax for a minute and, you know, shake things off a little bit, that was fun to watch. I liked them all getting called in, especially Will getting their pager in the middle of the night. I love that scene. That was fun. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Anytime somebody's woken up. I liked everything you were talking about with the Bible. I mean, everything, the, especially when they actually get to inauguration day and the president's sort of going on a rant about it and he's like, he's like, uh... Guy wants you to swear the oath on a Bible. He ought to be packing his own Bible. And he's just common courtesy, I think. Place your hand on this Bible. And, oh, can I use your Bible? <laughs> like, his whole scene there was really great. Josh. I thought that was funny. And I thought it was very specific to President Bart. Like, I feel like Aaron Sorkin is really good at writing for the characters and the actors. Like, he knows how well certain people are going to be able to deliver those lines. And I think that is really helpful. I think he's good at that. Uh, what is he not? I mean... People, yeah, people who seriously. don't like this sh- like, I don't know, I don't really hang out with people that don't like this show. In fact, I don't even know if I will date I anyone who doesn't like this show. I understand not having watched yeah. it, especially more at our age, yeah. but I've never met anybody who has tried it and didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, and if they don't so. like it, then we'll never work out. Yeah, I can't imagine. There's almost too many... There were too many notable quotables to name. I love when President Barlett says, I'm just a big I'm just as big a candy cotton ass as they are. Yes. And he's like, You just gonna let that hang there? And Josh says, Of course not, you're a much bigger candy cotton candy ass than they Such are. Such a classic one. You're right, totally. Yeah, there were tons of lines like that. If we had uh, just an unlimited amount of time, we'd just recite all of them. <laughs> it's like a radio play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, it's definitely in my top ten episodes yeah. for the series. The only other thing, well, no, I have a million other things, but one other thing is when the president's talking to Abby in the residence, I thought she looked great there. She has her hair down, and she's got on, like, a casual t-shirt. She looked great. She looked, like, better than I've seen her in the series. And then I liked their interaction in the limo on the way where he's like, I used to walk all the way to school in weather colder than this, and she's, like, from the headmaster's house to your classroom. He's like, that's right, baby. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was fun, and she, she's gonna tell people about the Laurel and Hardy thing, and yeah, I thought all that was fun. It, it was just, it's just a great episode. That's all I can say. Charlie's gonna win Zoe back. Ugh. I'm just going over everything, and it was, it was great. Yeah, man. Whew. So how are we gonna pick an MVP? I don't think it's possible. Oh, I think President Bartlett's my MVP. Really? Yeah, I just... I don't I don't know why, but I just remember thinking throughout the episode that I just thought he was so great. When there's still so much, like, we could go on forever about this, but, I mean, like, when he tells them, when he calls them in to the Oval Office, we didn't talk about that, and he tells them they're going to, and he says, 
no country has ever had a doctrine of intervention when only humanitarian interests were at stake. And then he's like, that streak's going to end. It's Sunday at noon. <laughs> and then they all start chattering. Like, I oh, thought that was yeah. Really he's like, do I even need to still be here for this? <laughs> yeah. Do I, should I just stand here? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. It was all great. When CJ and CJ at the end, I'm just throwing out all these tiny things now. CJ at the end tells Leo that she needs to know. And she says, she has a line about, don't be concerned with my exposure. I'm not your daughter. I'm the White House press secretary. I thought that was really great. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop because I could, <laughs> I could just recite the whole episode. Oh, man. I love it. Oh, wait. Mother's – hang on. The last, very last thing I promise is when – because this is sort of a famous line when President Bartlett says uh, mothers are standing in front of tanks and we're going to go get their backs. I thought that was great. And then he says, it's a work night. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's my MVP. Okay. President Barlett all the Shoot, way. Shoot, we didn't talk about the trochaic tetrometer, the meter, like the, the random guy. Oh, yeah. Gosh, there's so much in these episodes. <laughs> I, have, I was so tickled by that. Yeah. And, and I love... Well, it comes up later, so we'll get a chance to talk about it. But, yeah, this, the Chief Justice is uh, losing his marbles. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I, if I were a Chief Justice, I would do all of my opinions that way. Why not? I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing. Reasons I'm not Chief Justice. Yeah, I mean, no offense, but yeah. So... Yeah, and, gosh, like, even oh. when they cheers, and instead of, like, doing a, a biblical quote, he's like... Okay, well then, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Like, what in the world? Yeah, yeah. Is that a quote from uh, something else that I should start? I think it's got to be a quote. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I need to remember that next time I make a toast. And it was. We could keep going on and on, but you guys should just go back and rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, it was. They're both of them. They're great. It just top-notch. Yeah. Episodes. All right. Well, you can so. vote for uh, Barlet. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to vote for, it's a split between Will and Leo for me. Will? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Will was really great. I, Will was probably a close second for me. Yeah. Leo was good as well, but yeah, it's half and half. They can share. They can have. Will had more to do, I He think. did have more to do. Um, okay. Well, we're going to let you guys go and be productive in the world and... We'll talk to you again very soon if you want to give us your thoughts on these episodes or any other West Wing-related matter. Email us, thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Pod. And, uh, oh yeah, it's our oh, anniversary. Yeah, our anniversary. Our podcast anniversary. Congratulations, everyone, for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I guess we thank you is a better word. this for people. <laughs> So yeah. congratulations for putting up with us for this long so <laughs> yeah uh the california 47th is next which we could also skip because i'm in denial about it so oh boy i did funny. not know that was next yeah. okay all right <laughs> all right see you Bye, later guys. recording now because I think it's funny. I don't know if I'll put it in there, but I'm recording too just in case, but we don't have to put any of this in there. Um I'm not But I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I wasn't gonna sort the last of these notes, but mm. maybe I nothing makes me hungrier than talking about <laughs> the West Wing and knowing it's our <laughs> podcast anniversary. Celebrating with some breakfast for dinner. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's. it's uh, great. You can tell St- Sally's still uh, she's still organizing her notes. I am because it takes me a second to respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'll just talk to the podcast listeners like they're already here, like we're doing a live show. Well, not how I would do a live show because we would have interaction. Um, oh, a live show that'd be fun. Yeah, we could. We. Uh, I wonder if we could, like, do one from D.C. I think that would be fun. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be awesome. Don't you think? Mm-hmm.
I think I'm going to be stopping in DC. I love DC. At some point on tour. And I think I've got an off day. Actually, I know I have an mm-hmm. off day because I realized I, maybe I could try to go on a tour of the White House. And I, I might try to do it. I want to see how far it is for me to drive there. Yeah, how far is it from you? Maybe we can meet meet at the Statue of Lincoln. Let me find out. I know they were doing super cheap flights the other day, mm. but I want to see if it could be even cheaper just to, to drive. drive. All about that, you know. Oh, mm, I don't know. How far? Seven hours. Mm. Seven hours and 45 minutes. That's a little oh, much. Oh, that's eight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Versus, like, I think it was, like, a hundred bucks for a plane ride. I'll look into it. Round trip? Uh, no. Mm. Wow. I wish. For some reason, I thought you were closer. Let me see. And it's probably only certain dates. Well, I basically have free time in May and June. Not really until then, though. (laughs) When? Do you know when about, like, even, like, what month you'd be there? Mm. Oh, it's this month. Yeah. It's this month? Yeah. Let me see. That'd be so funny. Should I tell the West Wingers that they should come and, like, meet me on tour? Be hilarious. Yeah, sure. But, like, it's it's during the week. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have a weekend off, so you'd, you wouldn't be able to be there. Uh, there are some days that I could, but Ooh. it would just depend on what day. There are some days I could for free because I have Southwest points. Mm. And I was thinking about going anyway, but it depends on the day because I also have to give notice at work and stuff yeah i'll look into it after we get done recording okay cool word okay Okay. all right (laughs) let's do this thing let's record i mean i am i am too i'm just gonna put the whole thing at the end i'm gonna put all of this at the end for real because it's our anniversary (laughs) episode and we can do what we want we can we can do what we want woohoo we made it one year that's crazy. That's really crazy to me. I know. I had no idea until my friend Sarah sent me a, you know, like on Facebook, it sends you a time hop thing. Yeah. Apparently, I posted on her wall one year ago today with our SoundCloud link. So. Are we Are we also halfway yet? I'm, we're more than halfway. Like, are we? Well... Yeah. Because we've done three and a half seasons, and we have three, so we're, like, almost exactly halfway right now, too. So, how about that? It feels like we're, it feels like we're more than halfway, but I guess we're exactly. But it's because you don't, yeah, it's because in your head you're not counting the end as much. Yeah. So, wait, it's because in my head I'm not counting the end as much. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Hey, how you doing, Dalai Lama?